Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> you guys might wonder why I have a podium and everybody else preaches from a music stand. It's because I move around a lot. I'm Italian. I tend to knock things over, so I have to have something sturdy. <laughs> Plus, my Bible is... Plus, my Bible is so heavy that every time I get on that music stand, it just falls to the ground. So I thought, okay, we'll get the music stand. Going with the sturdy podium. Amen? <laughs> oh, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this time. And I just um, ask that you, would, um, that you would use me to speak your word today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a little loud. Can you turn it down, Jeff? I feel like it's echoing back in my face. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Sid, you can hear. <laughs> well, the reason that I'm sharing about this topic is because a couple weeks ago, um, we had, I was at a, actually at a Friday night service here. The Citadel meets at our church here now on Friday nights, and uh, Mark and I were attending, and uh, after worship, I was just sitting there worshiping the Lord, and I looked up and see this huge angel over here, okay? Now, there has been one over here for a very long time. I think we spotted that, I don't know, many years ago. So I figure this is our resident angel here. But this guy over here I had never seen before. Anyway, and what happens when I see angels is I just get hit with laughter or I fall over or something, just a tense presence of the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> anyway, so I was barely sitting on my seat, okay? And so, so then uh, up here in this, I don't know what to call it, this is a little ceiling type thing up here, you know, where the paint's kind of falling off from the earthquake. Anyway, what I saw was all across up there, there's a group of fluttering angels that fill that place up there. They have wings, yeah. So, any, so anyway, so I was thinking about this, and I think the following Sunday, I get up in church because I thought, okay, are they going to be here Sunday? And they were. They showed they were here Sunday, so they apparently are angels. Anyway, so I got up and shared a little blurb about them. And I thought, you know, most people don't, don't see angels or don't understand what they are, so I kind of need to explain what it is. So that's how this message came about. Amen. Anyway, oh, uh, yeah, and that lion. Isn't that lion amazing? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, a good friend of ours, uh, Bob Blaze, uh, is writing a book on the Council of Angels, and uh, I actually got this picture. He had it posted online, and this angel is actually a lion angel. And, I mean, this is an actual picture of that angel, but he found this in resemblance of it, and the lion angel is a general that oversees the whole greater Portland, Vancouver, and beyond area. He, he oversees a company of angels there that do battle. Isn't that amazing? Exciting, huh? I've never seen a lion angel. I've seen angels, but never a lion angel. Anyway, and he told me that it walks. He saw it. He's seen it before walking on two feet like a man, you know, and then he's seen it down on all fours. Yeah. And, and that, so there are general angels too, okay? I'm getting ahead of myself here, though. I better go to the scripture. Let's go to Psalms 103. <clears throat> Anyway, I believe these angels are here for a purpose. They show, they show up for a reason, okay? And most people don't see angels. They're, they tend to be invisible. And uh, they can choose to manifest themselves or they can choose to just be invisible. The Lord has given them a free will, just like he gave us a free will. Okay, so Psalms 103, the title of my message is The Ministry of Angels, and the text is Psalms 103.21. says, Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. 
and ministers there is angels. Hosts is angels, ministers is servants or angels. Okay, so it's talking about angels. And um, in the um, Passion Translation, it says, So bless the Lord... Let's see, so bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. That's actually verse 20. And then the New New King James says, Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Okay, so these angels, uh, they bless the Lord, they praise the Lord. Um, they're they're um, the servants of the Most High God. They are they were formed, created by the Lord to do His will. Okay, so He sends them out to places where there is need for Him to be sent. So I was particularly excited when I saw this angel because that one over there I spotted many years ago, and you know I just assumed he was still there, but I haven't seen him lately. This guy showed up. That whoa, who is this? Anyway, he's got a huge. I have to see if I, see if I can describe him to you. He, he goes all the way up past that speaker and past that banner and up to the ceiling. He's huge. I mean, this guy over here is big, but he's not that big. Anyway, and he's got a huge head. I don't know why he has a huge head, but he does. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I was asking the Lord about that. I just feel like he's our warrior angel. And he has come to do battle with the enemy. Yay! <laughs> Anyway, and um, I was um, talking to Bob about this when I, I asked him, I, I texted him and asked him because I wanted to let him know what I was speaking about, you know, and about the picture and make sure he was okay with that. Anyway, and he gave me his thoughts on, uh, he says, I have some thoughts with my limited knowledge of what these angels are because he sees angels all the time and he's writing a book about it. Anyway, he said, these ones up here with the wings, I said, they kind of look like eagles. He said, they're probably... Hawk eagles or or eagle eagle eagle, hawk angels. That's a tongue twister. Or eagle angels. Okay, and they are um, eagles that. um, Let's see. He he says he believes they're here because um, they of our anointing. Mark and I's anointing of the apostle and the prophet. He says he's not at all surprised that they're here. Okay. The larger hawk uh, angels, they deal with entreaty, repentance, and sanctification. And they often pair with what he calls angels of mercy. And they're sweet and nurse-like. They're ministering spirits who bring healing, restoration, and comfort. Okay, and yeah, isn't that just what we need, you know? We need all that. So I thought, thank you, Lord, that you sent these guys. You know, it's just exciting that they're here. Anyway, and it was especially uh, encouraging to me, you know, because of, you know, all the different things that our church has gone through lately, and it's just the Lord confirming to us, yes, he's here. He's got a plan for us, and it's going forward. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, thank you, Jesus. And this guy is, uh, I mean, he's got, these guys came with him. This guy is a warrior, and he brought this, this, uh, whatever it's called, flock, whatever it is, bunch of winged people. <laughs> anyway, he brought all these angels with him uh, to engage in the battle. Amen. The captain of the host is Jesus. Yes. Let the battle begin. Yes, Lord. <laughs> anyway, so I better get back to the word. I'm going to do four out here. Okay. <laughs> so the fivefold ministry of angels is this. They have these verses that we just read, uh, Psalms 103, verses 20 and 21. They have... Five specific things in there, the ministry that angels do, okay? These verses show God's purposes for angels. They exist to serve God in five ways. 
to bless the Lord, number one, in worship and service. They bless the Lord. To do his word concerning activities on earth. So, like the, the uh, huge lion angel that uh, Bob saw over the Portland-Vancouver area, that angel is a general there sent by the Lord to do battle over that area. They need it. <laughs> Anybody that knows things about Portland-Vancouver, they need it. Anyway, so that angel has been sent forth to that area to perform uh, the work of the Lord there and to engage the demonic forces and to do battle. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I get excited about this. Okay, and then the third one is to, okay, the fourth one is to minister, wait, the third one. The third one is to heed the voice of God's word as it is spoken through the saints on earth. Now, um, a lot of times um, angels are uh, sent out by people who are doing intercession and prayer. Like our brother uh, Bob, he is a prophetic intercessor, okay? So he sees angels a lot, and uh, they actually come to him from the Lord, and he speaks to, him, speaks to him the assignments he wants him to pray over, okay? Now, there's been times when I have been in prayer before, and uh, I have asked the Lord to send forth his angels into the battle. So that's what he's talking about there. We can do that. However, uh, I would not do it flippantly. You know, you have to be led of the Lord and know that the Lord is calling you to do that, okay? Uh, one example of this happening I didn't think about this until during worship. I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this. Um, I was down in Juneau a few years ago, and there was some um, very, uh, very controversial legislation that was being debated. And uh, anyway, the Lord led me over to speak to the um, Speaker of the House, and then he sent me over to speak to the um, um, Senate President. All while this, this was all being debated on the floor, you know, with the House and Senate. And he showed me something that was going on. So I ran over to the, I ran over to the person that was the Senate president at the time. He said, you got to go speak to the guy over here. So I ran down, the, I clearly remember this. I ran down the hall to speak to the other guy. And um, meanwhile, some dignitary from Anchorage showed up and he was upset. He goes, who are you? I need to see this guy. I thought, you know, who cares? I'm on God's business, whatever. <laughs> you know? and he was upset that I was taking up this guy's time. He didn't care. He was interested in, in hearing what the Lord had to say. Okay, so I got in the gallery, and he said to me, he goes, I, to- I told John, he was the speaker of the house of time. He said, I told him we don't have to worry about anything. Nancy's praying in the gallery. I said, whoa. <laughs> you didn't really sign some kind of authority to me here, you know? Anyway, so I'm in the gallery, and he goes, give me a sign. I'm going to watch you. Give me a sign. I said, okay, should I jump up and down? I said, maybe I'll jump up and down, Shot. He goes, yeah, I'll do that. I said, no, I'll get thrown out of the gallery. He goes, yeah, all right. Better not do that. <laughs> anyway, so I was... Uh, I was uh, praying and um, went into the gallery, and I looked up on the ceiling, and I could see the angels. I wasn't expecting to see them there. This was in Juneau, in, in the actual house chambers where they were having this debate, okay? And there was these people over here that were really upset, and these people up here that were praying, and this whole battle was going on. And I looked up, and I saw the angels, and I saw the demonic, spir- demonic spirits, and they were just doing battle. Anyway, so I started proclaiming, yay, the captain of the house is Jesus. (laughs) Have your way, Lord. And the thing just flew through. It was amazing. People that were voting oppositional voted for it. And it was just the spirit of God intervening. You know, so we have to always remember that 
We have a God and we have angels that can be called forth in times when we need them. And he will go to fight for us and battle for us. And anyway, people could not believe that that even happened because it was not, there was so much opposition. But the Lord intervened. Okay, so one of, one of the things that God does with his angel, he has governmental angels, okay? It is God's pleasure. Let's see. It is, it is, the angels are sent to do God's pleasure. They are as his host. They're at his direction, okay? So when I'm talking about ministering on God's behalf, point four, okay, and taking heed to the void of God's word as spoken through the saints on the earth. This is in, according to God. We can pray and seek the Lord, and he'll send his angels out at his will. Amen. Okay, so let's read the note on Hebrews 1.14. They minister on God's behalf. Okay, Hebrews 1.14. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Are you tracking? Angels are kind of interesting it's an interesting subject. <laughs> I don't pretend to know a lot about it. I can just share from my experience because I'm sure I don't see, see nearly as many angels as my friend Bob does because he's been seeing him for a while. But anyway, we need to be aware of them because they're sent for God's purposes. Okay, Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Okay, ministering spirits are angels. They're sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. Now, one of the things that I do when we're praying, we have different times we pray together, and we've done it here at this church before, is, you know, we'll pray over in the north, the south, the east, and the west, and I will ask the Lord to procure, to send out his angels to procure those rightful heirs of salvation. What does it say? They're sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. So that is scriptural. So it's okay that we do that, that we ask the Lord, Lord, send forth your angels to grab those rightful heirs from the north, the south, the east, and the west, those that belong here. So that is a good way to pray. That lines up with the word of God, and that is something we can do. Okay, so <clears throat> the word here for um, ministering is diaconia. That's the Greek word. And it refers to the angels' serviceable labor and their assistance. They're sent to assist us. They're ministering spirits or heavenly assistants who are continually active today in building the body of Christ. And they advance the ministry of Jesus and the building of the church. That's what they're sent here for, okay? So this guy here, I believe, was sent here now because of the building that we're going through, and he's here to help us. And he's here to deflect any attack the enemy against us. He's here with his host with him to do battle in the spirit. And why? Because, remember, um, a couple weeks ago, I had a prophetic word over this church, and I spoke about the shifting that was happening. That was also confirmed at the Chuck Pierce concert conference in Anchorage, and we have shifted into a new time now, okay? But he spoke specifically over this church. 
He said, this is my five acres, this is my building, and I will have my way here. Amen. Amen. And that is what this angel is here to proclaim. He said, do not believe the people who are speaking against you. Do not be deterred by them. Yield to my Holy Spirit. Lean into me. Lean into me. And then you will see the unsaved come in and they will get saved. So we need to be led of his spirit, discerning, discerning. He said, don't listen to what man is saying. Discern my spirit. Yield to me. And then you will see me move. We've got to lay down our old ways of thinking. He said, lay down the old, step into the new. We have shifted. We're in a new season. We need to be alert to what God is doing and not be deterred what anybody else is saying, whoever they are. Whoever they are, it doesn't matter. Do what God's telling you to do, okay? So he said this is his five acres. He got it for his plans and purposes here. And he is going to have his will here. And he said, we are to sow into this. As we shift, we are to sow into this ministry in our body here, in our building. Okay? So I had that word, and then this guy shows up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for sending your angels. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, when I was talking to Bob about this, he said, yes, the angels are sent to release the Holy Spirit. They release God's, God's glory. And they do. Whenever I look at this guy, I just get overcome with the Holy Spirit. You know, I just started laughing a couple weeks ago when I saw him. I thought I was going to fall off my chair. I thought, okay, this is Sunday church. I shouldn't fall off my chair. And I thought, well, maybe I should. (laughs) Anyway, they bring a spirit of joy. They bring encouragement because the Lord wants to encourage us in his plans and his purposes. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm going to read some scriptures now. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 104.4 says, Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Okay? Again, ministers is servants. Angels are spirits. They're ministers and they're servants. Okay? So, um, as with all created things, angels have limitations. Okay? Their knowledge and their power is confined to what authority has been granted them by God, okay? God's the one who controls them. He created them. And being created with a different purpose in the human race, they don't reproduce, okay? And then angels are never to receive worship, which is reserved for God alone. Now, we're going to read some scriptures on that later on, but when I was looking into this, I was telling Mark, boy, don't Google angels on the Internet. You kind of come up with all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe the stuff out there, you know. They were saying, yeah, if, you're, if you see angels, you're clairvoyant and all this weird stuff. Anyway, I just went off into all these weird things, which is typical of the society and the age that we live in. So we are not to seek angels, You should not seek to see angels, okay? If you see them, praise God. But it's not something to seek for, okay? They're not to be worshipped, okay? Worship is reserved for God alone, okay? So um, a lot of people don't see angels uh, because they're pretty invisible. But uh, a lot of people that do see them are seers. They have a seer anointing. Prophetic anointing. A seer anointing is similar to prophetic anointing. You can see things in the spirit. You can see demonic. You can see angels. You can see what God's doing, okay? 
And anyway, those are the people that usually see them, okay? But then there's people that want to make a ministry out of it, and there's a lot of that out there. So we have to be careful. I really uh, sought the Lord about this because I didn't want to promote angels, but yet I don't want to not promote them because there seems to be a great movement of angels right now, okay, in the body of Christ. Uh, The conference we just went to, they were uh, selling books by Tim Sheets that he just wrote about angels, and um, they just seem to be moving right now. I believe the reason that's happening is because the Kairos time we were in and God's plan and what's happening on the earth. So he's sending out his angels because it's time to reap the harvest. Whoops. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> it's time to reap the harvest. And he's sending forth his ministering angels to procure those rightful heirs of salvation. Those people who are ready to be reaped, who know the hour and the time we're in and know that it's time for them to seek the Lord and the angels are being sent out to bring them in. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And also because there's a lot of controversy in the earth right now in different nations and he's sending out his angels to deal with what's going on there. Okay, right right now in um, Israel, and we need to be praying about this, there's a... uh, Major election coming up tomorrow. Anyway, and uh, because I can never say his name right, but his nickname is Bibi. He's the prime minister of Israel. Netanyahu, he goes by Bibi. Anyway, he is being challenged by uh, a group of people called the uh, Likud. I don't know what I'm saying right. L-I-K-U-D. And uh, he, they are trying to unseat him. That would not be a good thing. Uh, B.B. is anointed to lead Israel, okay? And the archangel that has been specifically assigned to Israel is Michael. If you read in the word, Michael, the archangel, he has been assigned to Israel. And uh, it talks about that. Um, It talks about that in Daniel 10.13, where Michael the angel who rules and guards Israel, he was sent to do battle with the prince of Persia at that time, who was trying to stop Israel from moving forward. And anyway, I believe Michael is probably over there in Israel right now, hovering over that place because of what is going on. Okay, in the meantime, our president, President Trump, is uh, putting, putting forth a defense pact with Israel. He's trying to put that forth in our country. He's facing a lot of opposition, so we need to be praying about that. Now, if, he, if we go through this pact, then if something happened to Israel, the United States would be immediately sent over there to enter into that fray. This is a big deal. We need to be praying about it. We need to be praying about it. How, amen. How many of you know that whenever, whatever happens in Israel uh, affects what happens uh, with the Lord? Because it's in line with one another. You can track what God is doing about what's happening in Israel. Okay, that's part of his plan. That is in the word. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so a couple of places where uh, there's references here, and I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to give you the reference and share what's there. In Judges 13.6, an angel announces the birth of Samson to a barren woman, the wife of Manoah. She, she was unable to get pregnant, and the angel came and said, you're going to give birth, and from that came Samuel, okay? Or Samson, not Samuel. Okay, and... Um, then in Daniel ten thirteen, that was Michael the archangel doing battle with the chief prince of Persia. Okay, and then in Genesis three twenty four, 
let's see, that is the angel, the cherubim sent to guard the Garden of Eden because man had fallen and sinned. And so uh, he sent angels. He said, okay, I'm kicking man out of the Garden of Eden. No one will ever come here again. And he sent cherubim to guard that area so that nobody could ever trespass there again because of the sin there. Okay, and then in Isaiah 14, verses 12 to 14, this is talking about the fall of Lucifer. How many of you know that Lucifer was once an angel, okay? Uh, There's fallen angels as well as uh, angels that are of the Lord, okay? He was once an angel, and some, some people think he used to be an archangel. There isn't any proof of that, but they believe that he could have been, okay? And uh, he was um, in love with his own self. He was in love with his own beauty. He fell into pride and self-centeredness, and he desired to be equal to or above God. So he was cast out of heaven because of that. Anyway, so that's Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. And then um, I'm going to turn to Acts 5, 19. This is where the apostles were freed from prison by an angel. Okay, they got shut up because of the um, preaching the gospel, and an angel came and freed them. See, angels come when we have need of them. The Lord sends them out. He sees the situation when he sends forth his angels, okay? Okay, so the high, this is in verse 17. I'm going to start reading. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. So the angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and let him out. That's exciting. So we can count on the Lord sending forth his angels when we need them. Okay, now I have a little note here on this about the angels in the New Testament. There's more direct references to angels in the New Testament than there is in the Old. Okay, so Jesus talked about the angels. Matthew, you don't have to write this all down. I'm just going to read it. Matthew 26, 53, Mark 13, 32, Luke 20, 34 to 36, and John 1, 51. Those are all references where Jesus talked about angels, okay? And they not only were angels in attendance at his birth, resurrection, and ascension, but they were active amid the early church's life. In Acts, apostolic activity freed the apostles, imprisoned for their faith, led Philip to an evangelistic opportunity, told Cornelius how to find Peter in order to hear the gospel, struck judgment on wicked Herod because he was blaspheming God, took him out, encouraged Paul caught in a killer storm. So throughout the New Testament, believers are given instruction on the presence, the nature, and the function of angels, fallen and unfallen. Okay, so, so this is very scripture, this scriptural. Those angels in the Bible from Genesis all the way through Revelations, okay? Okay, we're going to turn to Revelations 1, 1 now. And this is where the angel appeared to the apostle John and gave him the revelation of Jesus Christ and, and uh, told him about the things that must take place shortly, Okay. So it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. Okay. So um, 
John, even though he was a um, mature believer, uh, he, was, uh, he knew not to worship angels. He knew that was wrong. He was so astounded by the appearance of the angel that he fell down in the presence of the angel and was overwhelmed and tried to worship him. And the angel said, do not do this. Do not worship me. I'm, I'm just an angel. Worship God. That's what we need to remember. We need to worship God, not worship the angels, okay? This angel was sent to give a message from God, but he was not God and not to be worshipped, okay? So the incident of an angel cautioning John not to worship the message given, but to worship God, this is in uh, Revelations 22, 8 and 9 where you see this, gives insight into the splendor and wonder that may be present with some angels, and they do carry a holy presence. I mean, you want to worship them because they're just so powerful, right? So um, John was mature enough to know that the worship of angels was wrong, yet it appears that the awesomeness of the presence of this one was almost overwhelming to him. Okay, this is wisdom, especially seeing him, okay? Because in this time that we're living in, there's ways in which the adversary seeks to enchant, deceive, or delude us at times even presenting himself as an angel of light. And that's scriptural. That is in Second Corinthians eleven thirteen to 15. So we need to be careful uh, when we're uh, looking at angels, you know, investigating them, that we don't worship them. We only worship God. We don't worship angels. They are his ministry angels sent to help us. I don't, I don't see them very often. I might feel their presence or know they're around, but I only see them when I believe when God wants me to see them. You know, he, it's up to him whether we see them or not. I believe he has certain times when he wants us to see them. Like this one over here has been here a long time. I hardly ever see him anymore, every now and then. But I think because this guy just showed up and the ones up there, I saw them because they weren't here before. And because the Lord wants us to be aware that he is here with us, that he's moving, that he has a plan, and that we are moving forward in what he has. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Sid. <laughs> Sing it out. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay, so um, one of the other things that I felt like the Lord spoke to me when I was preparing this message is... Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was praying, and I felt like the Lord spoke to me that he is cleansing the land. He's cleansing the church, and he's cleansing its people. Okay, so that is not a comfortable thing that we are going through. When you're being cleansed, it's not comfortable. It might be productive, but it's not comfortable. I don't like being cleansed. You know, it feels icky, you know? <laughs> anyway, but it reaps, it reaps fruit, okay? And because we're in this time of shifting, okay, that we've recently entered into, I believe this is part of it. The cleansing of the land, the cleansing of the church, the cleansing of his people, uh, him sending his angels uh, to help us as we make the shift through. This is all part of what God is doing right now. The other thing that I felt is I just sense that a great change is coming. I can, I can just feel it in my spirit. I just feel like change is coming. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I feel anointing upon that. But anyway, uh, I felt like the, the Lord, you know, when I heard the Lord speak this to me, I thought, how are we going to endure the great change? I mean, it could be a good thing, but change is always hard. And I don't know about you, but I hate change. I do. <laughs> I don't like change. I like things to stay smooth, calm, you know, the way I know them. I don't like to be shook up by anything. Okay? But if the Lord says great change is coming, then I got to change. Amen? 
We all got to change, okay? And then he spoke to me and he said, I am going to infuse you with supernatural strength to endure as we continue if we yield to him. Again, there's that word, okay? We have to yield to him, okay? There's, there's a, uh, a pause. It doesn't, the infusing of his power doesn't just come, bam, he's just going to zap us. We have to be yielded to him. We cannot rely on our own thinking, our, our own ways that we used to do things. It's a new day. It's a new season. We have shifted. Are we going to shift with him or are we going to drag our heels and remain in the old? You know, I don't want to remain in the old. I want to be in the new. I want to see the harvest come in. These people that he said he was going to fill our church with, and he's already doing that. I want to see that. I want to be a part of that. Okay, so um, anyway, I believe that is what he is doing right now. And uh, um, we just need to be in tune with his spirit, in tune with what he's doing, okay? And in Joshua uh, 5.13, this is a... Scripture I'm going to wrap up with here. This is a, where Joshua was going into battle in uh, Jericho, and uh, he had an angel show up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Joshua 5. Okay. Starting in verse 13. What is happening in this portion of scripture here is um, Joshua is about to go into battle, battle in Jericho. The Lord has called him, and he's uh, moving into that. And as he moves into that, he has a personal encounter, a private encounter with an angel. Okay, it preceded preceded Joshua's uh, public role in Jericho. Okay, and so uh, this guy showed up before the battle. It says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, they lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? Good question. <laughs> so he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his feet to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your holy feet, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Now, in researching this, uh, this commander here was Jesus, the captain of the host, okay? Jesus hadn't come yet, but this was a, um, a, a whatever, a prelude of Jesus coming, okay? And so he actually did uh, see him here. And he said, stand ready to lead this nation into conquest, okay? He discovered that there is a commander mightier, mightier than him. So this is a scripture where uh, we get the song, the captain of the host of Jesus. Jesus is the captain of the host, and we can count on that. This is why Joshua worshiped, because this was just not an angel. This was Jesus, and he knew that. He said, take off the sound of your, of your, uh, take off the sound of your foot. This is holy ground, Okay. So that's different than the angels appearing in the New Testament that weren't Jesus, okay? So we have to exercise a certain level of discernment. But he told him that, and he said, uh, take off the sandal of your feet, and he did so. So the commander of all the angels of hosts is Jesus. He is the captain of the hosts, amen? The captain of the hosts is Jesus, and uh, we can have the victory in him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Okay. Well, I think that is about... Uh, I'm trying to see if there was something else on this paper that I was going to share here. Let's see. <clears throat> I read about the New Testament angels. Okay, I think I want to read the note on uh, uh, the Garden of Eden because that... There must be something pertinent about that. I have it starred here. Genesis three, twenty-four. I remember uh, one time when uh, Mark and I were first, uh, and he's told this story before. Some of you might have heard it, some of you not. When we were first meeting, and uh, we were trying to leave the state, um, we were up in a Pax and a lodge there, and. Uh, and then uh, I think we were, I think we were trying to get back home. Actually, anyway, we were trying to get back home, and we were we couldn't get a ride. And anyway, this guy shows up at our campsite with a Bible and a briefcase. Nothing but a Bible and a briefcase. Okay, right? Who does that? Right? At Paxson in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Anyway, so he comes and asks us if we can have some of our food. And I remember Mark, Mark says, "I don't want to give this guy any of our food. Who does he think he is?" <laughs> remember that, dear. <laughs> He's going to give a different version. <laughs> anyway, the guy had on a, uh, like a suit jacket and, you know, like shoes an evangelist would wear. No coat or anything, just a Bible in his briefcase. Anyway, <laughs> and he came to um, uh, sup with us. He ate a meal with us, and then, then he was just gone. He got a ride. Meanwhile, Mark and I were out there hitchhiking, trying to get back to Anchorage. We couldn't get picked up by anybody. This guy just disappears. He's, he comes, he's here, and then he's gone. So we've always figured he was an angel sent to us, you know. <laughs> we did get a, a ride the next day by this couple going to Anchorage, and they took us all the way back, which was a blessing. But anyway, that was interesting. I do think he was an angel, because who, who hitchhikes in Alaska with a briefcase and a Bible and black, shiny evangelistic shoes? And, you know, I mean, that's just weird. People don't do that in Alaska. <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay. Genesis 3, 4. Was it 3, 4? Is that what I said? That's not right. 324, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Okay, so this is where uh, man, uh, Adam sinned, and, and, um, and Eve sinned, and they were driven, driven out of the, the uh, Garden of Eden. Okay, so it says, so he drove the man, he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east end of the Garden of Eden, and flaming sword was turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Okay, so cherubim are the created beings assigned to guard the throne of God. Okay. Yeah as well as the Ark of the Covenant and the Mercy Seat. That's what they do, the cherubim. Okay, cherubim is plural for cherub, and they guarded the tree of life to keep man from eating of it and therefore living forever in his sins. Thus, contrary to popular belief, more than one angel guarded the entrance to Eden. More than one angel guarded it. The fullest description of cherubim is in Ezekiel 10, where they are closely related to the glory of God and have a part in its presence and in its withdrawal, moving at the Almighty's direction. Okay? So, uh, the main reason I wanted to bring that forth is that uh, we, the angels move at the Almighty's direction. They move at God's direction. Okay? Uh, he's the one that created them. He's the one that gives them assignments. And uh, as we are praying... And uh, yielding to him, we can hear direction from him. And he will send his ministering angels to help us. And I believe he has sent help from the sanctuary to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I totally believe that. I believe that's why I was supposed to share this with you today. I wasn't supposed to just see it and keep it to myself because this guy and these angels have been sent to help us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord. Go ahead and clap. Hallelujah. God is going to have his plan here. He's got a plan for this place, for this church, for this five acres, and it will be fulfilled. The gates of hell shall not prevail against us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, saith the Lord of hosts. This is his land, his place. It is anointed by him, and he will have his way here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for sending your angel. Thank you for sending your warrior. Thank you for your hawk and eagle angels that are bringing revelation, that are bringing healing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We welcome your presence here, Lord. We welcome what you're doing. We want to be a part of it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us to discern better. Help us to hear you, to see you, Lord. Help us to yield to you. Lord, we yield to you. We yield to you. Lord, you said we had to totally yield to you to move into this next season. We do. We yield to you, Lord God. We lay down our ways, Lord God, and we listen for your plan, your plan for each one of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your ministering angels. Thank you, Jesus. The captain of the host is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The captain of the house is Jesus. We welcome you here. We welcome the angels. Send them forth into the battle. Jesus, lead them into the battle, Lord God. Secure this angel. Bring in those rightful heirs of salvation that belong to us, that belong to Whitefield's church. Bring them in, Lord. Bring them in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit here, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.